was young Darby Allen. He's facing with the accent. I don't know, man. I feel like his name deserves one. Because it's Darby. Darby. Yeah. Darby Allen. Uh, Doesn't it? Doesn't it? No. Welcome to Grapples to Apples, a podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to who's left on your bucket list of bins to see live. Ooh, um, obviously I have to be living, so I think right now it's Bullet, well the band has to be together still, right, too? Yeah. Oh man, so yeah, yeah, I guess it would be Bullet. Does Trivium count? Because we saw the performance on the TV. Like, no, nah, I mean... It's like Live Adjacent. No, I was talking about like, you had to be like, there. You had to be there? Yeah, so right now it's just Bullet, maybe Trivium, if they were just going to perform Shogun. Okay. All right, all right. All right. And if bands that we could bring back would be him. Are they broken up? I, they're not together anymore. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, so... What about you? I think the only band left would be, like, System of a Down, something like that. You've never seen System? No, right? Wow. Go figure. Of all the bands, I've just i never seen System. No, that's that's. Oh, and Pearl Jam. Oh, okay. System in Pearl Jam. Yeah, because every time Pearl Jam's in New York, their tickets are sold out in like two seconds. Mm. Yeah. Sort of like AEW. Exactly. <laughs> Segway transition. Yes. Well, today's show, guys, as always, is on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples the number two. Mm. Apples, if you don't want to catch us on SoundCloud, you might be catching us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts, whichever is your preferred choice for your audio listening pleasures. Today, do a little recap and review of AEW's Fighter Fest, live from Daytona Beach, Florida. Now, before we do any of that, I just need one thing from you. Well, who are you? I'm your boy. The very sensual. Also the very doit. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself. The prophet. Shades. And I'm always joined by my hetero life mate. Will the Thrill. Poetarian. Shakespearean candidate. Major English. Whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be. Because that's who I is. Now, before we get into all the, the nitty-gritty details of tonight's show, I need you to do me one thing, one, one thing, Shades. Ring that bell. All right. So, there was three matches on the buy-in, which I guess is officially what they're going to call their pre-shows. Yeah, I, I, I was actually going to bring that up almost right off the rip. The buy-in is going to be their 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 pre-show matches. Their yeah, I guess the way WWE has their kickoff show, I guess AEW is going to have their buy-in. Okay, I mean, if, the, if the buy-in is free, maybe it's a incentive to buy, buy into in. the pay-per-view. Right, that makes sense. So the first match of the buy-in was the triple threat tag match. Now, this being on the buy-in, I thought was the right match to open mm-hmm. but I thought this should have opened the main show proper um, who would you take off of the the main show Shima versus uh, CD you can't have the Joshi girls and, N- and Nyla Rose 
and there's no other match on there. Those that are can the. Be. I think either one of those first two matches could have been flipped. Okay. In my opinion. Maybe. But then again, considering that you already had the other women's match on the pre on the buy-in, you can't have them both on the buy-in. Yeah. All right. So whatever. Anyway. So, first match was. Uh, who do I have? I have the, I have the order in which they came out. So private party, taking on SCU, taking on the best friends. Private party, the young upstart team from Brooklyn, SCU. This time made up of Frank Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, and best friends Chucky e. T and Trent Barretta. I thought this was a fantastic match, especially to kick off. Yeah, like. This is what you want, and this is why I said I thought this should kick off the match, pro- the show proper, because this is what you want from your opener. This match was high intensity, high energy, fantastic spots, a bunch of false finishes, but they felt like they were earned false finishes. Yeah, I never felt like they were just false finishes for the sake of it, um, and they were spread out, which I thought was important. So I thought this was a fantastic match. Uh I, I agree with you. I mean, this is this is a perfect match for the buy-in. Right. So let's say you know Fighter Fest you had to actually pay for. This is a match that like wow if they had this as their first match, I'm definitely gonna buy this pay per view now. Yeah. This this did its job for the first opening, literally a 16 minute match, full of false finishes, but not too many false finishes. And I, you know, you and I were sitting here talking about it while we were watching with Hugo and Maddie Bizzle. Mm-hmm. I was like, this needs to end. Like, there can't be another false finish after... I think we had three. Yeah. And then you said, all right, the last one's After the be third it. one, I was like, the last one has to be the winner. Yeah. And the last one was the winner. Yeah. Uh, there was... I, I don't know, because I'm not really familiar with Private Party, mm-hmm. but there was a spot where either Isaiah Cassidy or uh, Mark... Quinn. Quinn? Quinn? Well, Mark Queen? Mark Quinn. Quinn. Mark Quinn was in the corner with Trent Beretta, mm-hmm. and he kind of uh, gave him the old open chest chop. Right. And he screamed out. Oh, that was uh, Isaiah Cassidy. That was Cassidy. Yeah. Okay. That was hilarious. Because it was so unexpected. Yeah. Because he's the bigger of the two. Yes. I mean, not that either one of them are gigantic. Yeah. But he's between him and Mark Quinn, he's the bigger of the two. Yes. And so he gets the chop... And immediately just lets out this super high pitched, like, scream, squeal, whatever. Yeah. And it was, we were just rolling. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was so caught off guard by it, but I was right. like, man, this is perfect. Like that was something that you didn't expect for sure. For sure. But I mean, all in all, the the, the spots in the match, the 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 actual like technicality in the in the ring was. Breathtaking. Yeah. It's something that, like, you don't really get on pre show matches. Right. So that's why you were stating that, yo, this should have opened the pay per view proper, but mm-hmm. I think that this is a perfect way to start the entire pay per view. I agree. I agree. I agree. Now, I think it's important. So I didn't pay too much attention to the stipulation when we were doing our predictions, but it should be noted that the winner was to advance to all out for the first round bye in the World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Yes. So when we were doing the predictions, I didn't really pay any mind to that. I was too busy going with the Brooklyn boys, and I picked 
Private Party. So did I, but I originally picked, uh, you know, Best Friends, and Chuck you Taylor, been right. and Trent Beretta, because... And that makes sense. Those are my guys. Right. I At least Brett is. I think logically that makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, I couldn't not support the Brooklyn boys on their first night out. So, I mean, me being a Brooklynite, I had to support, you know, a fellow Brooklynite. We're but, Brooklynite. We're Brooklynite. But they were on their backs. Yeah, taking the pinfall. Yeah, my bad. By, by <laughs> Beretta. Yeah, they, they, they went over with the strong zero. Yes. After the match, lights... Uh, no, on the Titantron, on the big screen, whatever you want to call it, not Titantron, because Titantron is trademark of WWE. Yes. Um, on the big screen was the Dark Order, the same group of guys that came out and did that beat down, that post-match beat down at double or nothing that most people were just like, who are these guys? Um, turns out that on the indie circuit, they went by the Super Smash Bros, but now they're going as the Dark Order and AEW. So they come up on the screen and give a little uh, a message, so to speak, to the best friends. Lights go out. After way too long, lights come back on. And it's just the Dark Order's minions surrounding the ring. And I immediately said, okay, the only way to resolve this here, lights go out, minions disappear, lights come up, and it's over. Yeah. Because we already had them come, come out and, and beat, beat them down, down yeah. at double or nothing. You don't want to recycle it two times in a row. The only way to make this effective is lights go out, minions. Lights go out, minions gone. And so that's what they did. Play the mind game. Right. My only issue is they should, I think, I don't know. I don't know who did what, but I feel like it took too long. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely talk about, like, the production issues. Uh, the lights were out for way too long. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the minions taking too, too long, long to, get, to out of the, yeah. get out of the ring. Maybe it was just uh, ringside, rather. Mm-hmm. Or it was just somebody, you know, in, in lighting that just took too long to hit that switch back on. But my guess would have to be... And this is where they have to figure out a better way to do this. So, the minions have to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. They can't be under the ring. No. Because this is the first match of the night, and so they would have had to have come out forever ago and be under the ring before, as as doors open, as people come in, as Mm -hmm. the show starts. It's too much. They had to be down there for way too long. Yeah, they would have to be down there for at least an hour. Something like that. You're not doing that. So then, what else can they do? Well, they can't be in the crowd because they're in, like, black tights, topless, and masks on. So you're not hiding them in the crowd anywhere. So you have them run down from the the ramp. Exactly. And that's the problem, is that they're coming all the way from backstage. The minute the lights go out, they all got to run from backstage, surround the ring, find their spots, and then the lights have to go back on. And then vice versa. That's got to go out. They all got to run out, go backstage, make sure they're clear. And lights got to go back on. I mean, you wasted a solid 20 seconds with the lights being off, maybe on both different uh, transitions. Right. Uh, 20 seconds is a long time. Sure. Especially for, for those like at home mm-hmm. who have to sit through that. Yeah. It, 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 it's a little goofy. It's a little silly. Mm-hmm. Um, the one issue that I had in this match was uh, Isaiah Cassidy. No, it was, uh, or Marquine. Marquen. Was doing the, the, the moonsault moon off the apron. Off the apron. That was Marquette, yeah. That we didn't get to see. Yeah. Because the cameraman or whoever's in production didn't switch to that specific camera 
So we missed that whole transition. So that was an issue. I mean, you said you're going to bring it up, so let's just bring it up. Yeah. That's an issue that that persisted throughout the entire night. Yep. Um, so the way typically things are set up, you know, you each have your cameraman, blah, blah, blah. They all go through a feed into a production truck where you have typically at least three guys. Um, usually two people maining the buttons and one person who's giving direction. Uh, so you have, let's say, eight cameras. So you have a screen of all eight cameras at all times. And then you have your director with one big screen that's in the middle of that directing which camera to cut to. Yeah. So it would appear, I don't know if the director in the production truck um, just didn't know the cues or if they weren't paying attention. I don't know if the the guys who were manning the cameras, the camera controls were not quick enough. Maybe they were short-staffed and they didn't have someone who can quickly hit each camera. I don't know. But way too frequently during the show, they would cut to a camera way too late. Yeah. There was entire spots that we missed that we only heard, and we heard the fan reaction, and then we heard the announcers say something about it. For example, during the uh, the Elite versus Lucha Brothers match, where there was a spot that took place in the ring that we never saw. Yeah. We just heard the the crowd, oh, and then the announcers tell us what happened. Like, uh, who was it? Uh, Nick had Penta up in the Melter driver. Matt had um, Matt had him up. Matt had him okay. ready for the Melter, and then apparently Laredo Kid got involved. But we didn't get to see that. But we never saw that because right. they couldn't pan to it in time. So this is something that was going on all night. And this is an issue that they had, not as bad mm-hmm. during Double or Nothing. Right. So in, in my opinion, it's gotten worse with Fighter Fest, and that's something that they need to nip in the bud ASAP. Because we're missing quality spots. We shouldn't be missing anything. No, what I'm saying is we're missing quality spots right now. Yeah, but I'm saying we, like, shouldn't we shouldn't be, be missing, missing anything, anything at all. But I, I, I don't I don't know. Again, I don't know what the situation is back there. I don't know what their production truck looks like. I just know what it should look like. So, it, if they're short-staffed, it's irresponsible. So that's something that they have to resolve. Maybe the system they have in place is, is not the most effective or the most efficient. Maybe they need to have one guy for each camera so they just go cut to camera one. The guy just presses the button instead of one guy looking at his panel and going, okay, I have one through three. Wait for, you know, calls for one through three. I don't know. I don't know what their setup looks like. Mm-hmm. You know? But it you need to have this running smoothly. You can't have people missing the action. Yeah. You can't. It's bad enough when you're watching a show and they're like, they cut to the crowd for a random reason, you know, but to have your fans and your audience missing part of the action, mm-hmm. not okay. That's just unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, we're moving on to the second match of the night. Yes, we shall. Second match of the buy-in, Allie making her AEW debut. Mm-hmm. Taking on Leva Bates, who is also making her making AEW. her AEW debut, accompanied, accompanied by, by Peter Avalon, also making his AEW <laughs> debut. <laughs> yeah. So the theme of the night, if you guys haven't already figured it out, maybe you guys need us to break it down for you real quick. Is the Fighter Fest Fire Festival? Mm-hmm. They're making jokes about it. They have the tents. They have the girls. They're making vignettes in the back about. 
making promises for this or that. So so there's so there's two things. There's two themes. This is a dual themed show. Yes. It's it's put on together by AEW and CEO. Mm-hmm. So this is a professional wrestling slash video game themed show. Yeah. But that's also based in the comedy of making fun of the Firefest that never took place. And the documentary that the came documentary out on Netflix. That came out, correct. Yes. Um the tagline for the whole pay-per-view was the most luxurious gaming and wrestling festival of all time. Right. Which is a play, a on, play on fire festivals. Yeah. But Ali defeated Leva Bates in a very lackluster match. It's definitely missable. Yeah, I I said it that this was probably going to be match of the night when they were taking it on when they were going on because for me it was just it was pretty it, it was dull the, like yeah. it, it was lacking so much and the way that you described it on the predictions episode uh, Peter Avalon is going to cost Leva Bates the match and that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. It just this is one okay, so there's a couple things that, a couple issues that I had with this match. A, I don't think that Leva Bates and Ali's styles match. Yeah. Also, Ali's trying on a new character. The last time that anyone saw Ali, she was working for Impact Wrestling as Dark Ali, mm-hmm. the Demon Bunny. So, that character versus what she did, what she came out tonight, all smiles, jumping around and waving and all that. I'm just like, okay, this is different. Because I'm used to her, I'm used to seeing her as either Dark Alley, or when she used to work with Kimberly in the Kimber Bombs when she was Cherry Bomb. So watching her, I, I just felt like Ali's trying to figure out her current character. Mm-hmm. Leva Bates and Peter Avalon almost have their character too figured out. Yeah, with the librarian. Because of the librarian, yeah. like it's it's cemented. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they're completely like sold into their character, and Ali is trying to figure out her new character. Mm-hmm. And then you have clashing ring styles that I think it just it just didn't work. Yeah. I don't know if maybe, you know, it's... They just don't have the right chemistry. I don't know, but this match just didn't work for me. It, it was fine. It wasn't bad. But... It was okay. It was, it was passable. I could, it was passable. I could, we could have done without it, but it was yeah, passable. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Allie goes over. Allie goes over. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the following match, the final match of the buy-in, was Mr. Oilman himself, Michael Nakazawa. Naka. Naka. Nakazawa. Going up against Alex Jibaley of CEO. Um... This is a hardcore match. Alex Bailey is not a professional wrestler. He is not. This was fun. It was fun. It was goofy. It was dumb. What I liked is that they took the spirit of a hardcore match and made it silly. Instead of a box of thumb, a bag of thumbtacks, it was a bag of like push pops or whatever. Push buttons. Push yeah. buttons. Yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's it's goofy. It was silly. Um. <laughs> What else? What I said during the match was, this is what the WWE needs to do with the 24-7 championship. Mm. Where it's hardcore, but it's not over-the-top hardcore. Yeah. It's it's 
it's light hardcore. Yeah. Where you have actual matches, and then as opposed to our truth getting chased around for the entire episode of Raw and or SmackDown, and he gets rolled up, and then somehow he wins the championship back off air through social media. Like I like, the, um, let's not get you know. Never mind. I don't want to get tied up to the twenty four seven stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I thought this match was fun. I thought it was dumb. I thought it was silly. But I was detained. I was cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Nakazawa went over. Much to my surprise, I thought they'd give uh, Jabali the rub. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, he's not a wrestler and he's CEO and blah, blah, blah. I thought they would have gone that way and let him get to the W. But, as the announcers mentioned, he won the last one. So now they're one and one. Mm-hmm. So now they get to have a rubber match next year. <laughs> so, a play on the oil. A rubber match. <laughs> but I'm... Then... <laughs> I said rubber match, I hit in my head, and I just kept going. Anyway, we opened the show proper with Shima versus Christopher Daniels. Fallen Angel. The Fallen Angel. In a good match. A very good match to open the main card. Mm. Uh, We may have to call Will the Thrill the Prophet as well, because he was calling matches left and right. He said Christopher Daniels is very big on uh, uh, Shima, mm-hmm. and he is going to put him over. So we both went that way, and that's exactly what happened. Yep. Uh, Shima wins at post-match. Uh, Christopher Daniels shakes his hand, you know, bows to him, lets him like relish in the moment of winning, and heads to the back to uh, shower off. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not surprised if you're if you're gonna cement their relationship with OWE, they gotta do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And CD praises Shima all day, every day. Mm-hmm. They recently went to the training facility in China of OEW, so I wasn't surprised by this at all. Um, just a matter of who's the next OEW guys to come over and and really start this partnership because. Oh, uh, SCU went over there, did a show with them. Mm-hmm. So now we gotta get some of those guys coming back over this way. Well, they have Lionheart. That's their the, that group that Shima's in. Was it? No, was it called Lionheart? Was it? Yeah, wasn't it? Lionheart, something Tigerheart, heart, something like that. Something hard. Braveheart. Braveheart, Strongheart, Stronghearts, Stronghearts, like Stronghearts. Anyway, so yeah, so I unfortunately missed the majority of this match because I was trying to order his dinner. <laughs> so I don't I don't really have too much in terms of two cents here. I don't even I have no cents. Neither do I. But um bum. Following the match was Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho versus Nyla Rose in a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Now I thought this was a match that Nyla Rose should have had at double or nothing. Because Nyla Rose came out looking great in this match. They played up to her strength. Um, it helps that, you know... The girls weigh like... Sakazaki and Riho are both like two pounds each. Yeah, very but, small girls. But I thought I thought Nyla Rose looked really good in this match. Mm-hmm. She looked strong. She looked like she could wrestle. She looked like she could handle herself. You know, she was doing double spots on both of them or taking on one of them. Either way, I thought Nyla Rose looked really good in this match. I thought this was the match she should have had. 
that kind of got taken from her by Awesome Kong and Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. My issue is with the ending of the match. Well, before we get to that, I do want I, I have my notes here that I wanted to point out because you pointed out quite a bit was that much to my surprise, the Joshi girls were botching a lot. Oh yeah, I I wanted to. Cut to to bring that up, I actually completely forgot about it. Actually, Bizzle is the one that was like, yo, why are the, these girls are botching like a lot of moves. And last pay-per-view, they, there was, they almost, like, it was flawless. Yeah, yeah, very, very flawless. Um, but yeah, there was like two or three spots that um, uh, Riho and um, Sakazaki, mm. just by themselves, yeah. messed up. Yeah, so it's not even like, oh, well, they weren't used to working with Nyla Rose. Yeah, or Nyla Rose is a bigger girl. Right, no, they were working with each other, Mm -hmm. and they were botching moves. Yeah. That was, um, it was a little strange, Mm -hmm. but... So what was your issue with the finish? Uh, I don't think the right person won. Okay. I don't, Riho got the pin on uh, Double or Nothing Mm -hmm. to win for her team. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Nyla Rose needed this win to almost legitimize herself okay. as a strong force in the women's division. Okay. Her post-match helped with that. Mm-hmm. Now, if we can get to the post-match, post-match, Riho is celebrating, she has her arm raised, and Nyla Rose attacks her from behind. Mm-hmm. Now, with... I mean, Yuka makes the save quickly, so, like, it was, like, one hit, and then it was over. Yeah. I would like to see Nyla get a little bit more action in. Yeah. Just to solidify that mean streak in her. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed, I don't know if anybody else did, was uh, Yuka is actually helping Riho, and Riho pushes Yuka down. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't want anybody to touch me right now. Right. So, so this is where I'm actually going to disagree with you. Mm. So, I do think Nyla should have gone over, but A, the fact of how she lost, I think, works for me. Because it was like a really weird, almost... It's a roll-up, but it wasn't. Yeah, but it was right. It was almost like she was trying to put her into like a, a toe drag... Into like a weird roll up kind of. It was like it was a really interesting roll up pin kind of predicament that I've never seen before. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, furthermore, if they plan to have the Joshi girls compete more often in AEW, I think it makes sense that they find one and establish her as a star. And that's going to be Riho. Right. Okay. And the reason I say that is here in the States, who's going to be easier to get over naturally? The the big, strong Nyla Rose, who's a North American, or the tiny Japanese girl who probably doesn't speak much English? You know, I think Nyla Rose will be fine. Yeah. I think she'll get over on her own quicker and easier than Riho or Yuka or any girl, or any other Joshi girl they bring over. Yeah. So, with that in mind, in that sense, I'm okay with uh, Riho going over, and might actually think that that's the right decision. 
I guess I guess you're right. I guess we can move on to our yeah. next match. Yes. Surprisingly the next match. Yeah, I I I said it when they came out. I was like, I'm surprised they're putting this match on third on the card. I thought this would have been the penultimate match. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And it wasn't. We had Adam Page. Other no otherwise known like Hangman. Yes. Adam Hangman Page, Hangman Adam Page, whatever. Whatever order you want to use it. Or <laughs> MJF, Seabiscuit. <laughs> right, Seabiscuit. Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, accompanied by Luchasaurus, and MJF. And what do you know? Mr. Thrill was right. Mm-hmm. Adam Page, Hangman, has to build some momentum going into All Out. It only makes sense. I would have really liked to see Jungle Boy go over. Remember, the, wins matter. Yes. And Hangman already has the match in place for All Out to go up against Chris Jericho to decide the first ever AEW champion. He has to win. This is going to be your top guy, or at least competing to be your top guy. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're not talking WWE where wins and losses don't matter. We're not talking you can lose all day every day, but then just throw him in a match and let him win the championship. Hmm. It has to make sense. If this was professional, if we're talking about like baseball, hockey, basketball, whatever, and it's the second round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and you get smacked up, you think anyone's going to believe that you're going to win the cup or the NBA championship or the President's Trophy or anything? I'm talking about, like, in terms of a whole round, or we're talking about, like, an actual just one game of the Well, remember, the, we're talking about there's this match, whatever happens, I fight for the fall, and then all out. Mm-hmm. So it's only two matches and then all out. So okay. let's let's assume each match is a round. Okay. You know, if you're going to get smacked up in the second round, no one's going to believe you as a champion. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that like, Hangman has to win, so when he gets there, it makes sense that he got there. Mm-hmm. That's and, my take on it. I mean, the match was... It, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Although it was a good match. Right. A short match. Just about 11 minutes. Really? Just about 11 minutes. Interesting. 10.50 to be exact. Okay. I was like, wow. I thought they would have gotten more time. They did a lot of those 11 minutes, though. Oh, yeah, they did. It was a, it was a chock full of... Spots, moves. It, it, it was it was a good match. Like I said, I would, I just expected more from it. Now I'll say this: you want a Jungle Boy to go over, mm-hmm. and he whether, just because he didn't get the pin does not mean he didn't get. Oh, over. he was over because this was Jungle Boy's match. Uh, this is his coming out party. This dude was pulling out moves and stunts and spots, and Jungle Boy came out of this looking. Fantastic! Oh well, he did the 450 cannonball, bro. I'd never seen anything like that before. That that's the first time, like I said, my 29 years of watching wrestling. He did a 450 reverse cannonball off the second rope from the outside. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what? I don't even what? 
That was definitely something you've never seen play. Never. I mean, we've seen a Will Ospreay and a Ricochet match. Exactly. Exactly. Is... I, I've seen, like, you call whatever Super Junior you can think of, I've probably seen them put on some insane match, whether it's Marty or Ospreay or Ricochet or, you know, whoever, Takahashi, um, Kushida, whoever. But that I've never seen anyone try something like this. And it was nuts. And he got his boot caught just ever so slightly at the top of the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. And it could have been so bad. Could have been very disastrous. He could have hit his head or neck on the apron. He could have hit his head or neck on the on the floor, uh, you know, on the uh, on the mat itself. He could have got hung up on a rope. It, there's so many things that could have gone wrong. And oh boy, it didn't. Yeah. Beautiful. And he did I remember there's a couple other spots that he did. I don't remember exactly what he did. But I remember thinking, man, this boy wants it. Yeah, he's bumping tonight. Yeah, yeah. He's so bumping tonight. even though he didn't pick up the pinfall, I think he came out looking fantastic in this match. Yeah. The only one who I think got shafted was Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, but he doesn't need it. No, I mean, I think he might be the arguably the most established name out of the four. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, MJF... Yeah, yes and no. I mean, Hangman is definitely the most established name in this match. I think Hangman is the most popular name right now. I think Jimmy Havoc is the most established. He's been doing this for longer. People who know Jimmy Havoc longer than they've known Hangman. Okay. That's what I mean. But, like, you know, MJF got to do his thing, which is his mouthpiece. Jungle Boy got to show what he does. Hangman was Hangman. And got the win, but I feel like Jimmy kind of was just, oh yeah, I forgot Jimmy Havoc was in this match. You know what I mean? With a with an eleven minute match, it's hard to have all four guys shine. I know, but you would like to see him like really get a spot in. Yeah, you know that that's the whole thing. It's the what's the phrase? Making sure that everyone gets in their expletive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jimmy didn't. But I mean, either way, I thought it was a very good match. Yeah. <clears throat> The following match, which again, the order of this match kind of had me perplexed a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made sense after we got to yeah, the ending. No, but, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, that's very true. Uh, so the final, the, not the final match, the next match was Young Darby Allen facing <laughs> Hagson. I don't know, man. I feel like his name deserves one. Because you know, it's feel Darby. Like Darby. Yeah. Darby Allen. Uh, doesn't it? Doesn't it? No. Young Darby, I'm telling you, has needs an accent. Uh, Darby Allen versus Cody. Yes. Now this match had the most unexpected result, in my opinion, for multiple reasons. One, I thought it was surefire that Cody was going to go over. I thought Definitely. he had to. I thought, you know, say what you want about whoever you want. Cody's still Cody. And Darby Allen is relatively young in the game. You know, not a lot of people know who he is if you haven't been following the indie circuit. Yeah. You know? So I thought, for that alone, Cody's got to win. He'll make him look good, but he'll win. Thing number two. Not necessarily anything that has to do with the finish, but boy, has Cody Rhodes ever looked older than facing Cody uh, than facing Darby Allen? Yeah. Because Cody looked 100. Not because he was moving like he was 100, but because Darby Allen looks 12. Mm-hmm. And Cody's a, he's a man. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so them standing, at some point they were both laying like in a double down. And I just look at Cody's face and I'm like, oh my God, why do you look old? I'm like, oh yeah, because you're standing next to the preteen. Yeah, he's 22 years old. He's like 5'4". Was it 100 pounds? pounds. pounds. Yeah, he's, he's a little guy. And I, I hate that term now, little guy. Oh, little guy? Yeah. That might be my favorite term now. Yeah. Yeah, boy. It's Seth. But this this <laughs> match, whew, Darby Allen really, really wanted to go out and and make a name for himself. Yeah, he really wanted to make a name for himself, and I think he did that with the coffin drop onto the apron, which was. Mm, Bro, he does the coffin drop, and as soon as Cody moves, I wanted to turn away. Because I was like, no, this is going to be so bad. And he lands exactly split down the middle of his back. Yeah, spine, right on his spine. spine first right onto on the spine. hardest part of the ring. And I'm horrified. I, oh, my God. I was cringing. I felt like I was watching a horror movie. I mean, that'll get worse later, but... That man, that bump alone. I'm sitting there going, "Yo, don't like, for the sake of the future of your career, mm-hmm. for the sake of your future as a living person that needs to be on this earth, mm-hmm. don't do stuff like that, man. Mm-hmm. It ain't. I'm, I'm sorry. I know you're like, you know, you're Mr. Reckless. I don't care. Like, pain is all I know. Blah 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 blah. You don't gotta do that, kid. Like, you know what he did though is that <sighs> that spot there. People are going to remember Darby Allen now. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I just, oh, God. I hate seeing that stuff, man. Because then what if in a few years it turns out that he has a, a jacked up back because of spots like this? And he has to cut his career short. Mm. You know? How many wrestlers are we seeing nowadays that have to cut their career short because people are like, oh, yeah, you have a, a this in your neck or you have a this in your back. If you keep wrestling, you'll die. Yeah. You know? Even wrestlers that we don't necessarily... Like, I'm not necessarily a big Nikki Bella fan, but she had a quillet quits because the doctors found something in her neck. And they're like, yeah, no, you're... you're Oh, in her brain. They found a cyst in her brain. Somewhere. They're like, yeah, no, you're good. Is that from wrestling, though? Because she didn't really wrestle for a long period of time. But you don't, we don't know. Yeah. You know? That but, could but be I, anything. No, 100%. That could be anything. Let's use Edge, for example. Okay, fine. Edge might be a better example. Daniel Bryan. My point is that these wrestlers, I, the career that they take already runs them a risk mm-hmm. of these kinds of things. Don't make it worse. I'm not saying don't bump. I'm not saying don't be creative. I'm not saying don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I don't get where this world comes from. You know, I grew up watching the Hardy Boys. I wanted to be Matt and Jeff. I wanted to jump off of everything and see if I, I'd survive. Yeah. But there's a, there's a smart way of doing these things. Mm-hmm. And doing a coffin drop from the top rope. Onto the apron. Not so smart. No, it's not. That's not the first time I'm going to say this either. I mean, it's the first time. It won't be the last time I say this either on this episode. The the big shocker was not Cody winning or or, or Darby Allen, Allen winning. It was them fighting to a draw. 20-minute draw. Which is by far, this at that point, would have been the safest ending to the match mm-hmm. and showing that Cody is really giving Darby the rub mm-hmm. by 
by going to a draw. That's got to say a lot about what Cody thinks of Darby Allen. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I didn't expect him to go to a draw. Nope. Never even... Never crossed my mind. Yeah, not even for a second. No shot. But post-match... Post-match is a, is a touchier subject. We have Cody standing in the ring. And who comes out? Sean Spears, formerly known as Ty Dillinger. With a chair and hits Cody square in the head with said chair. <sighs> now, Mr. Thrill yeah. isn't too thrilled no. about a... Headshot. Don't like it. With a chair. Don't like it. With any actual um, weapon. Don't like it. And him and Bizzle were arguing. Some points better than others. (laughs) I'm not going to say whose is whose. You guys can already (laughs) figure that out. A headshot is a headshot. It doesn't matter the wrestler. It doesn't matter who orders the hit. A headshot is a headshot. Now... Sean didn't hit him as hard as, let's say, Rock or Mankind. Right. But a, a, head, a chair shot to the head is no and, and he tickle. Th- and there was, there was some force there. It's not like he was like, oh, yeah. It's like he like lightly hit. Like, no. He took the swing and he, and he made contact on his head. Yeah, the right front. Left side. The oh, left, left front forehead. Which opened up a gash, which doesn't make sense, on the back right side of his head. That's what I... That's... I mean, that's... We'll, we'll investigate that furthermore. But I want to get... Like, the chair thing is... Like... There's a reason... I don't, I don't like siding with WWE much. But... They got this right. Mm. When they eliminated chair shots to the head, I think that was the right call. It was more for protect them from lawsuits than whatever the right thing. Whatever the reason, mm-hmm. whatever the reason, them doing that was the right decision. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Because no matter what promotion logo was on that ring mat, no matter what wrestler is wearing what tights, no matter who's in there, like you said, a shot to the head is a shot to the head. Mm-hmm. Concussions don't care who you are. CTE does not care who you are mm-hmm. or who pays what check, who writes what, who doesn't matter. We've seen time and time again between football players, hockey players, and professional wrestlers that brain injuries, blunt force trauma to the head, these boxers thi- too, and, and boxers. We've seen how dangerous these things can be. Mm-hmm. How many we've between people killing themselves? Mm-hmm. Junior Seau. Derek Bugard. Mm-hmm. Or killing people around them. It's this is not a game. Yeah, no, definitely not. This is not something to play with. And I don't understand on what planet Cody and Sean Spears stood there or sat there, wherever they came up with this spot, and said, Okay. Share the head? No problem. Good idea. No, not good idea. Dumb idea. I think it's them wanting to be different. Them separating themselves from 
WWE. But this isn't like a creative decision that WWE made. This was a decision made based on these things. Because they were getting sued because these things are real. I mean, if the if the headshots are few and far between, they I, this is all I'm thinking, what they're thinking, okay. what may, okay. they may be thinking is, if the headshots are few and far between, we will lessen the... the Opportunity for CTE to come. Any doctor, into play. any neurologist will tell you it only takes one. No, I I, I know that. It, it, you, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you do fifty in one shot or once ever in your life. You get it once. You get it, that's it. That's it. T- Tom Davis, one of the the suburban brothers, he suffered concussions before. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just takes one hit to the head. Mick Foley, on a regular basis, loses parts of his day mm-hmm. because of this stuff. He was in an interview recently where he was, when he came out to introduce a 24-7 title, that he blacked out in the middle of the promo. Mm-hmm. That's not a coincidence. Yeah. Like, this is the stuff that I don't, I don't understand how or where it's acceptable for anyone to say, chair shot to the head is okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just dumb. It's dumb for no reason. They could have easily done a chair shot to the back. Why not? Uh, I, I feel like it doesn't have the same effect. Put your hand up. Do old school. Put your hands up right before the contact. You're not professional wrestlers. You're not trained to do that stuff. I guess that they are trained to do it, but it, the impact is different. And I think they're going for impact. Then, like they're not going for yeah. And how's impact working out? Brown Pursuit Network. Yeah. Different, but I'm just, like, come on, come. That's not good. That wasn't good. No. Come on! Impact, impact. No. Yeah, whatever. You, you this, loved it. This is having an impact on our podcast. <laughs> anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to beat a dead horse like Sean Spears beat. Feed, it, feed a dead horse. I said beat it. Anyway. No, it's PETA. It's what? animal friendly. <laughs> Fine, I'm not going to feed a dead horse. Which is stupid anyway. <laughs> it's just It's ridiculous. It just doesn't... There's no place. No place. Uh, and like I said, before we really started getting into this was, it opened a gash on Cody's head. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, I mean, I we're going to have to investigate that further because yeah. we don't... It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Because like, you took the chair shot on the front, front slash left side, side yeah. of his head. And the gash was square in the back. Right, right side or towards a little bit towards the middle. Yeah. So did did he blade? How did, did how did this happen? Like we don't know. My, the only thing I can think of is if he hit the back of his head hard, and that's that's the hard way. How hard can he hit his head on the the, the canvas? I if, mean, if he goes dead weight from the top down, yeah. I mean that's commitment to stupidity. I mean he would have to hit the apron. He's pretty close to it. Maybe that's what happened. Because I didn't see anybody nearby close enough to blade him that much that quickly. Yeah, no. Darby wasn't even in the ring anymore. And Brandy, Brandy and was, the ref... Well, the ref was in front of Brandy trying to protect her. Exactly. Confronting Sean Spears. Hmm. Could be. And when he dropped, he dropped like... He sold like dead weight. Yeah. Arms were to his side, like in front of him. Yeah. So like... I didn't see... I don't, I don't see where a blading job could have happened. Yeah. But I also don't get... Where that blood came from? Oh, it came from a hole in his head. No, sé, pendejo, bro. 
Anyway. <laughs> Next match of the night, <laughs> we had the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix with Laredo Kid mm-hmm. taking on the street the, 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 fighting the, 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 team the, the, of the elite, the, 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 the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, who were dressed as Ken and Ryu from Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And you had the cleaner, Kenny Omega, in his Akuma style, Akuma hairstyle with mm-hmm. the tattoo on the back, mm-hmm. but in his own wrestling his gear. His own ring gear, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm not doing that like, Akuma <laughs> thing. In what was the main event of the night? Technically speaking, yes. For AEW. This was the main event of the night. Yeah. And... And what? Does it matter? Oh, boy! It's (laughs) it's the Bucks and Kenny and the the, Lucha Brothers. Brothers. And we don't know much about Laredo Kid, but let's add him into the mix And we can add him in now, too. And my word. This match had everything. Yeah. And the kitchen sink. Yep. We had a super kick party. We had V triggers. We had. I think the only thing we didn't get was a multi driver. No, it's the only thing. And as we alluded to earlier, we missed yeah, yeah, yeah. how that didn't happen yeah, because right. their camera angles were god awful. Well, we had baseball slides, topes. We had like just you name it. If you expect it in a match between these six, yeah, probably happen. And. It was springboards, rope, uh, tight rope stuff, just planchas, uh, slingshots. You, it was all spears. It was everything. Four fifties. It was four fifties. It was all there. This this match was just nuts, nonstop. And then I'm so glad, and I said, huh, considering their attire for the evening, you think Kenny's gonna bust out a Hadouken? Because he used to do it. He hasn't hasn't done it in, like, years. But he used to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I don't know. He's a serious wrestler now, so maybe not. But if he's going to do it, it would be tonight. Yeah, and if he didn't do it, I'd be very disappointed. And lo and behold, at some point, not only did he, but all of the elite. Yeah, the Bucks also. Delivered Hadoukens. (laughs) Nick's was the worst. Bro, Nick Nick fell to his knees. Yeah. (laughs) Matt's wasn't bad, but Kenny's was the perfect formation. Perfect. Everything. You it can was, tell that Kenny's been doing Hadouken since he was like seven years old in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Where Matt and Nick just discovered this like last year. This dude, Matt, Nick on his knees and, and Matt's hands spread way out. Just looking ridiculous. But I was like, yo, they did the Hadoukens. That was great. Uh, of course, I won the V-Trigger Challenge. Uh, you didn't win the I won the V trigger challenge. I said, how many V triggers are we going to get? Not oh, in the match. No, 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 no. I said, how many V triggers are we going Obviously, to get? Obviously, that's refined to the match. No, it's how how many are we going to get in general? If he if he had done a V trigger in the opening salvo of the show, that's one. Not part of his match. That's one. But no, hold on, stop talking. Hold on. So let's say before the, the show even starts, there's a backstage vignette, he hits a V-trigger. Oh, cool, V-trigger. And then you asked, during his match, how many do you think we're going to get? 
you would not have counted that one. No, we would say, do we count the one in the vignette or not? Bro. It's throughout the night. It's not throughout the it night. Is. That is. It doesn't make any sense. It is. It's within the duration of the match. It's how many V triggers are we going to get? If you want to, if you want to really break it down and say for the match, then we say for the match. Oh my god! But I said, how many are we going to get? How convenient that when there happens to be one extra V trigger that would give you the win. Well, not that wouldn't give me. That gave me the win. No, no, no that would. That would give that you gave the, me the win. win. All of a sudden, these are the rules. But I guarantee you, if the rules were flipped, if the rules were flipped, if you had called four during the match, and what happened tonight happened, you would have been like, oh, no, I, I called four during the match, and it was four during the match. Yeah, but if my aunt had back here, she'd be my uncle. Oh, so get it out don't of make there. a difference. Anyway. We had five V-triggers. There were four tonight. V-triggers during this match, and I called four, and so that's four. But I called five for the night. Oh, my God. And we got five on the night. Which means that the prophet shades strikes again. Nonsense. You're a false prophet is what you are. False prophet. You're a false my prophet. My You're a false prophet. The naysayers. I shall, I shall shun them. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up for the main event? Well, this was the main event. Uh, the last, the, the non-sanctioned match. The, you. the non-sanctioned matched. Matched? Matched. That uh, Justin Roberts did a very good bro, job at overselling. Bro, he sold the drama to this like like he was auditioning for a soap opera. He's like, when the lights turn on, <laughs> and when the lights turn off, AEW's pay-per-view would have ended. The lights turn on, we will have an unsanctioned match featuring John Moxley and Joey Janela. Bro, the, just the way he sold it was amazing. It was beautiful. He goes, the AEW show is... Over. When the lights go out, the event will have been over. <laughs> my issue with... I love Justin Roberts. My issue with the intro for this yeah! <laughs> was his pr- pronunciation of John Moxley. John! And I'm waiting for him to say Cena. Cena! Nah, man, that's Moxley now. Yeah. Uh, Cena's I'm, dead to Justin Roberts. Uh, Don't exist. I'm ready for a... Can't see him. Do, 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 do. Whoa, 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 whoa. But, man, this match... All right, look, look. This... <laughs> this, man... This unsanctioned match. This match is something else. They, they, did, they did a good... They did such a good job of, of raising the stakes. You know, at first it was like, oh, cool, chair shots. And it was like, oh, look, cool, barbed wire on that chair. That looks like owies. And then it was like, all right, cool, table spots. And then it was, oh, so you're just going to have these, like, platform things that have barbed wire on them. Wooden planks with barbed wire on it. I was like, all right, cool, we're just going to do that. You're just going to cut up all your backs and your elbows and your, your shins and everything. All right. And then Moxie brings out this bucket. And I go, that's thumbtacks. Brings out a bag. It was thumbtacks. And the man is not right. The man is not right. He took off Joey Janela's shoes. And socks. Mm-hmm. And he made this poor man. Like, he dropped him with his feet. On the, the, the tax. Yeah. 
And and th- there was like a row of thumbtacks just embedded in this man's feet. Yep. I was just what? And Janela's picking him out, and he's bleeding. Oh. And he's <laughs> bleeding hard. And at some point, I think Masi does some sort of move of some kind, and he spits out a thumbtack. Well, he goes back into the bucket right. and gets another bag, bag of thumbtacks and pours them out and does his finisher. Yeah, the double underhook DDT. Onto the thumbtacks. And a thumbtack was in John Moxley's mouth. And he just spits it out. like And just spits it out like a... gum or something. Redneck chewing tobacco. Bro. Mr. Perfect spitting out his gum. Bro. I can use a thousand analogies, but I don't have them. Bro, it was like... And when he did... I think he... he, Oh, when he did it like the the dropping suplex? Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he picked him up... And I saw him going to do a drop in suplex. I turned away. I was like, I'm not watching this. I, I can't watch this. This was just, oh my God. See, the, the pain in Janela's face. My when it God. went on to his feet was something to was something to behold, for sure. I just don't understand. I was like, what, what is wrong with y'all? And then when he hit the, uh, was it the double? The double under the, DDT? Yeah. Won the match. One, two, three. And he gets out of the ring covered in thumbtacks this was just this match was nuts and it's funny because we know that both these guys could do worse yes that's the scary part is that this is they could have done a lot worse but this alone was i'm like okay cool we can like i'm good with this this is i'm good with this can we keep it here can we keep it at this level because this was nuts i mean Moxley's name is the nickname was the king of death matches so this was he could have gotten a lot more gruesome. Oh, for sure. And I think if they would have hit some of their spots cleaner, it would have been a lot worse. Yeah. Because a lot of the barbed wire stuff, they were just off the mark. Yeah. So I think if they would have hit those flush, this would have been a lot worse. Yeah, definitely. But the, after post match, Moxley is getting out of the ring, and he's you know stumbling onto the 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 debris outside of and it's the broken tables. Sh- and it's so funny because I'm thinking to myself, and I didn't say this out loud, but I thought to myself, huh? Shouldn't Kenny come out and do something about like? Because he beat down. Because he beat him down at double or nothing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll save it. I guess well, I don't know, whatever. And just as I finished my thought, Kenny comes out and hits a V trigger, putting me at oh five. Oh my god! It wasn't for doesn't the count. Win. It doesn't count. If it wasn't part of the match, it doesn't count. It was on the night. Doesn't count. And doesn't you're count. just a sore loser. No, you're a sore winner. How am I a or sore, sore winner? loser? Rather, I'm not a sore loser. You're a sore loser. I had five. No, I guessed four. I you, had four. You were wrong because I had was five. right because I guessed four for the match and it was four in the match. And then you want to change the rules just so you can win. It wasn't changing the rules. I said, "How many are we going to see no. tonight?" And you said four, and I said five, and we saw five. The implication. Is it's during the match? No, it's it's all about the implication. I didn't imply that it was there. So we had the fifth V trigger of the night. <laughs> I hate you so much. Putting me at the win. Oh my god, I hate you so much. And Kenny, you suck. Decides to beat down John Moxley. He covered him in the debris from the table. Yes. And stomped on it, yes. which was horrifying. Yes. And then drags him to the. Uh, well, because there was so there was a spot during the match where Joey and or Moxley had set up the two tables. Moxley set it up. Okay. Well, yeah, you know the rule. Yeah. You set it up. You know the rule. It. The rule of thumb. So he set up the two tables, 
but he ended up only going through one of them. So there was one still standing. Mm-hmm. I'm still standing. Elton John. Um, and so Kenny used that table, put Moxley through it, then took the already broken first table, put it on top of him, and then double stomp onto through the, the table. So owies. Mm-hmm. Owies for days. And he drags him to the drum set that's on the stage. Yes. And... <laughs> Proceeds to play the drums on his shoulder. I think he actually hit him in the head with one of the sticks. Yeah, and it flew off. Yeah, and it like, flew out. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, he beat him down, beat him down. The refs pulled them apart, and you kind of see it very quickly that Moxley kind of is smiling. Oh, don't forget the part where Kenny Omega hits Moxley in the back with a guitar. Oh, yeah, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. And and genius, Matty Bizzle was like hit him in the head. He's like he'd kill him. He'd, he'd die. You hit someone him. in the head with an electric guitar. That's that's attempted murder. Yeah, and this is not Jeff Jarrett's gimmick. Acoustics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're not talking about like and just two pieces of wood being held together by like wood glue. Yeah, we're talking about a legitimate electric guitar. Mm-hmm. That's attempted murder. Yeah, definitely. Just no. But hit him in the back with it. And then he dropped it, and I was like, yo, Kenny, be careful. That's a, you know, it's a guitar. I, I, I could be used to it, I'm just saying. I thought you have one. I have a similar one. Yeah. I have, like, seven guitars, but yeah, you can never you go wrong with another yeah. one. I don't know about that. You only have, you know, two hands, but whatever. Yeah, but there's different tunings, different styles, and you can do different things. There's a reason I own seven. I'd own more if I could afford it. Right. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> so Kenny's making his way to the up the ramp. Right. I'm um, excuse me. John Max, Moxley yeah. is making his way up the ramp. And Kenny comes out and beats the bejesus out of him. Some more. With a trash can. With a trash can. And does the uh double underhook under DDT. DDT onto the trash can and makes his way to the back and they pan to Moxley who's smiling. Who's smiling. A la Cactus Jack. He's got that drunk look in his eyes, that bloodlust in his eyes. Like, all right, like this is, we're gonna get something now. I guess Moxie is sort of like a modern day Cactus Jack. Yeah. Well, they uh, Jim Ross said Moxley Janella are the modern day Terry Funk, Funk and Cactus Nicole. Jack. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Poor Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> just being left out of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would Jimmy Havoc would be Sabu. Okay. Okay. I can see that. The Great Muda? I, mean, I don't know. Okay, so if... I'm not really keen on a lot of deathmatch guys. I don't, I right. don't know. Yeah. So if Moxley is, is Foley, Janela is Funk, mm-hmm. we're saying Havoc is... Sabu. Who's Sandman? We don't have one yet. Okay. Okay. Do we have an RVD? No. But we don't necessarily need one yet. Yeah, you're right. I'm not trying to recreate ECW here. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of like, you know. It's kind of fun. Don't go through the rabbit hole, man. No, I know. But it's fun to kind of like try and match up modern wrestlers with, you know, predecessors. Mm. But anyway, so let's... Let's do what we do. 
as First we of usually all, do. Match of the night. Oh, well, without a doubt, was the main event the Elite versus the Lucha Brothers and Laredo? I 100% agree. Now, my question, I mean, it's kind of relevant because we both agree on the same thing. Mm-hmm. Would we or should we count Moxley and Joy Janela? Like, if we thought that was match of the night, are they eligible to be match of the night, considering it was a non-sanctioned match? Mm. Because remember, Justin Roberts said that the show was over Yeah, so technically, after the lights went out. Technically, because he said the show was over, like I said, how many V-triggers were we going to oh get for the God. night? No, we wouldn't be able to add John Moxley and Joey Janela's match. Anyway. Just saying. You're the worst. Okay, so we both agree it's the Elite versus... The Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid, for sure, yes. Okay. Now, the fun part. How many topes does AEW Fighter Fest get? For you. For you, for you, for you, for you. I'm going to give it... 275. Whoa, Nelly. Okay. The camera angles really dropped it down from like a 35. Wow. And that is important. Because the camera angles were worse this pay-per-view than last. And I I cannot ignore that. So it has to be 275. If they got their camera if there was no camera angle problems, 3.5 for sure. Okay. Wow, two, well, we two seven five. They okay. do not get a three from me. Okay. Uh, let me just. Oh no, touch no, Mine's not touch screen. Remember, I my forget. screen's broken. I'm sorry, I forgot. Um. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. I guess. So this is where it's important, and I think this. I think something that we're both good at is checking our biases at the door. Yes. Because my automatic bias was four. Four mm. tokens. And I look over, I hear what you have to say, and I look over the match card, and I'm like, that's not a four. That's not a four at all. No. So this is why, again, I'm, I'm glad that I feel like you and I do a good job of checking our biases at the door. Yes. Because that was very easy for me to just instantly give it a four. Um, with that said... It hurts me to give it less than a three. I don't... I, I can't give it more than a three, that's for sure. Okay. 100% can't go more than three. Because like you said, the, the camera directions from the production truck were a mess. But Cody and Darby was Cody and Darby was good. Fatal Four Way was good. Triple Threat was okay. CD and Shima was okay. I, I missed it. I'm gonna hold at three. Okay. I'm gonna hold that just barely, just barely, and that's completely just the match quality saved it because the. Opening kickoff show, I'm sorry, the buy-in show match mm-hmm. with the three tag teams, mm-hmm. fantastic. I was in it all day. The Young Bucks, I mean, sorry, the Elite versus 
Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid, all about it. Moxley and, and Janela, all about it. The four way, I was like, you know, like the match quality mm-hmm. really saved it. Yeah, definitely. Because the Ali Leva Bates match was not great. No. The women's triple threat match was good but not great. Yeah. And then the production issues were not okay. Yeah. Like we said, that's unacceptable. So that brings it down quite a bit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that just barely three. You know, I'm I'm gonna stay fast with the Yeah, no, that that makes total sense. That makes total sense. I'm I I I'm not arguing with you. I don't think that's a bad decision. I could totally see myself doing two seven five also. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like I'm just just barely. There's a, there's your your bias. Maybe not, maybe not letting you go below. Could three. be could be could be. I just feel like I can't escape how good I felt about the the triple threat tag match, the six man tag match, and the main event. Listen, like I said, if they didn't have camera issues, I'm giving this a three five. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this a three five, but the we missed two important no, yeah, you're spots. Right. You're 100 right for the pay per view with the camera angles, and I, and that's unacceptable. It's just for me when I have three matches that I felt that interested, that excited about, mm-hmm. I can't go lower than a three. Mm. You know, I feel like once you get to like because two point five is right in the middle of what we call it. we go one through five. Yeah. So two point five is middle of the road pay per view. Yeah. And I feel like those three matches take it above. Middle of the pack, but then you have the production issues, which is how you land at two seven five. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I could I could go either way. Two seven five three anywhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was our recap and review for AEW second. There's our there's, there's our one for one, the night. There's our one. We purpose. almost we almost got through the night, man. Almost. 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 Darn it. Chimney Cricket. Uh, so that was our recap and review for AEW Fighter Fest live from Daytona Beach, Florida. AEW's second ever show, by the way. Um, just want to you know. Let, let's 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 be fair here. It is only their second show. Yeah. You know. Um, so as the, that was that was our prediction. Our not prediction. Our recap and review for the show. As always, you might be catching us here on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. Grapples the number two. two apples. If you don't want to catch us on SoundCloud, you prefer a mobile device such as Google Play Music or Apple Podcasts, by all means, we're on there as well. Do not forget to check out our social media pages. Facebook.com, Twitter.com, Twitter with a W. Twitter.com slash grapples to apples. That's grapples on number two, two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe, leave a rating on the uh, podcast pages on your listening devices. It really helps to boost the profile of the show. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English. Whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life mate, my main man, the sore loser himself, false prophet. Man of the hour. <laughs> the man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. 5B triggers to the top. <laughs> Your boy, the prophet. Shades. <laughs> we will catch you on this week's 
weekly episode on Saturday morning. Until then, peace. Love.